This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. I'm at PNC Arena, where tonight Carolina and New Jersey will stage game two of their their Eastern Conference semifinal series. Hurricanes won game one, five to one. It was a thorough start-to-finish performance from the Hurricanes. We get kind of mesmerized at times by the scoreboard, but Carolina really was the better team. Dominant first period. From that point on, probably a little bit more even. I think Carolina got a little lucky at times, uh, as you heard from the conversation with Rod Brindamore. But what I, I think we talked about it uh, in the aftermath and on the podcast, Kane's Corner Podcast, available wherever you get your podcast. Uh, you can certainly subscribe to it, just as you can the Kane's Corner Podcast YouTube page. And we are live probably about oh, oh, 45 minutes after every Hurricanes game. We have the post-game show to do first, and then we probably about 15 or 20 minutes later, we jump on YouTube. So uh, check it all out at U- uh, on YouTube, Kane's Corner Podcast. Just do that search and subscribe to it so you're always getting an alert when it's about to start because you can't miss it. Um, anyway, so we talked about uh, just how close that game was and how lucky it, at times Carolina was to not be in a tighter game. But they basically had the long, big cushion throughout. They led 2 nothing. They led 3 nothing. Then it was 3-1. And then they scored the next two goals to make it 5-1. But Carolina got good goaltending again. Freddie Anderson played well. The Devils pulled their goaltender. But I don't think it was because Akira Schmidt wasn't playing well. They pulled him because their team was not playing well. And it kind of worked for a while. Uh, the, uh, the Devils kind of snapped back to it. Anyway... Uh, we talked to Trip Tracy before every game, and I thought this would be a great time to let you hear me and Trip talk about it. And I started with Trip Tracy, Hurricanes TV analyst, asking him who he'd go with in net for the Devils tonight. For me, my gut tells me that it is Vanacek. You can make an argument both ways. I, From a Carolina standpoint, and you don't know how it's going to go. That's the beauty of the game. I'd, I'd probably prefer to see Schmidt. When I think about Vanacek, if it happens to be him, I, I thought Schmidt, be, be, the Hurricanes chased him, but he had a lot of the same, you know, he's a young kid who yeah. played magically well in the first round, Adam. But watching him early in the first period when Carolina had a bunch of chances but didn't get rewarded before Pesci scored the first and of three goals that ended his night, same type of game plan as Ilya Sorokin, in my opinion. You've got to find the upper half of the net. Uh, that was my read on this very fine young goaltender. Vanacek, who played as so well as you mentioned uh, in the regular season, moves phenomenally side to side. You have to be able to, uh, to get to the net for seconds and thirds because he does give up a lot of rebounds. Yeah, Schmidt was low on the Jarvis goal, and that leads me to Seth, who... I think it was the best game I'd ever seen him play in all three zones. I thought he was excellent. He blocked shots. I mean, he was hard on pucks. I mean, I thought he and Ajo looked like almost a defensive line. They were so good in that end. Uh, I believe you had him, you know, because you select your three stars yep. as the first star. I, I totally agree with that selection um, for a couple of different reasons. Number one, um, you know, extending the lead is so, so important. And it starts in his own end. He, he gets out as a winger on the strong side point. The, 
Uh, it was Graves, the New Jersey defenseman, yeah. anticipates a puck. He's got tight coverage. That leads to breakaway speed and a highlight reel finish. But that was just the beginning for me. He makes, is where you and I are standing, beginning of the second period, a goal-saving play. Yep. Okay, where it's a different type of play for a winger because help's needed, you know, in proximity to the crease. Comes down, I, saves a goal. Plain and simple. And right after that, Kokiniemi scores to make it 3 nothing. Uh, and then he makes another critical play, this one high in his own end, in the third period before Shea seconds later scores the dagger. So the complete nature of his game... Um, Certainly, as good of a game as he's ever played, and probably the most memorable because the stakes that are the second round of the playoffs. Go back four years, whatever, five years ago when Sebastian Ajo started killing penalties, how it took his game to another level. We've seen about maybe for the last month, Jarvis at least be part of the penalty kill. Uh, he's not first or second group out, but sometimes he is, and I think that has maybe given him some confidence in that way. I think that's a really good point. Uh, when you think back to that first time that uh, Tavo and Sebastian killed penalties, it was in right before Christmas, December of 2018, because it was the first time they wore Whalers mm-hmm. jerseys and it, the way that their overall games took off. Uh, Seth, you hope that the same thing is going to happen. Um, and you need everybody. Right. You and I spoke about Kwokaniemi, who scored, and Natchez, mm-hmm. who I, I thought had some definite building block moments in Game 1 to be able to uh, beat a team the caliber of the New Jersey Devils. This is a fabulous individual development. And I also think on that line that you appropriately mentioned, that Steph Nason played to yeah. his strengths. Simple hockey. There were a couple transition chances where he had middle lane drive. You know, anybody that's ever watching, when you have numbers, especially a three-on-two, you need a guy to drive the middle. Nason knows what he is on that line. I know we think of him with regards to the power play, but that line, I hope it continues to if they stay together because I think they've looked good. Let me ask you about lines. Uh, I know when Rod split up Stahl from Martin Oak and Foss and he put Kokaniemi there, he created two defensive, two checking lines for Hughes, so Stahl wouldn't have to deal with them for all three periods. The middle period basically went to Martin Oak, Foss and Kokaniemi. Maybe it wasn't their best defensive period because New Jersey was really good in the second, but I think they were certainly good enough, and I think that gives Kokaniemi some confidence, too. I am so happy that you asked me this question because, you know, I, I think about late in the regular season that, and you remember when Jordan Stahl missed, I can't remember who the opponent was, the game for personal reasons. Right. And Kokaniemi was tested there as a checking center. And you know what it was? It was against Vancouver, and I know Vancouver won the game late, but Kokanami did a heck of a job. Yeah. I remember. So you're always judge, you know, experimenting to see if he can handle it. And when you have those two very capable wingers, you know, why not? And I thought Kokanami had a good game six. I thought he was very solid, very solid in game one. The other element, I did speak to Rod about it yesterday, that I thought was a central factor in his decision with regards to... Um, the defensive pair. Now, Dougie Hamilton and Siegenthal are going to play. Dougie's going to play, you know, close to half the game, right. or, you know, depending on special team situations. But right from the opening faceoff, Martinook and Foss were out against Dougie Hamilton. And for a very, very good percentage of the night, Martinook probably had Carolina's best hit on Siegenthaler in the second yeah. period. Hey, Dougie Hamilton's had a great year. Sure. Um, but you want to get in on the body on Dougie Hamilton. And I thought that with last change, I thought, now Rod's thinking about Hughes, just like you mentioned. 
But for me, and I had the conversation with him yesterday, I think having Martin Hook, <clears throat> excuse me, with his speed and ability to be physical and be a pest, I thought that was a very positive byproduct that uh, that Martinuk and Foss, along with Kokaniemi, were on the ice for a lot of Hamilton shifts. I always like to look for little turning points in the game that maybe flip it one way or the other. The penalty kill late in the second period when New Jersey was really in the middle of their best sequence of the entire game. For about 10 or 12 minutes, New Jersey was really the better team. But that penalty kill was suffocating. I think it turned it around. Amen. Hammer right on the head. 4.26 left in the second period. Uh, Hamilton draws the high stick from Mardinook, a penalty killer. And you've just had a really good power play where you've hit one post and one crossbar where you could have delivered a dagger and gone 4-0. New Jersey playing well, building a game. And back in whatever the date was in January, because you and I spoke about it at the time, you had a 3-1 lead. Taravine and Ajo teamed up on a shorthanded goal. 3-1 lead late in the second period. New Jersey... Carolina took a breath. New Jersey scored two goals, 3-3. Three, three. The Devils win it in the third period. I really felt like it at the time if that that 426 segment, starting with that kill, was going to be the most critical piece with a 3-1 lead at the time to winning the hockey game. The kill was stellar. Yeah. And then Hamilton in the last 90 seconds probably made two really sharp goal line type penetrating saves. And getting to the intermission, I think, dictated the fact that they were going to win the game. So the kill... The kill portion of that, they didn't give up anything. Uh, so, so far, they'll get tougher tonight, but they've extended their uh, elite shorthanded play from the first round. Final thing. Freddie Anderson, two games in a row. Adam Golden studio with my man, Coach Pete DeRuta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. I was on your website, and I love the term financial termites because there are always things eating at your money that you can't see. So you don't want financial termites. Termites in the financial world are risk, fees, unnecessary commissions. All the bad things that we see and we hear about on TV are happening many times inside your portfolio you don't see. So you need a financial exterminator. Well, for the next 10 of you to call, we'll put together for you your very own total retirement plan at no cost. Call 888 0013 or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Maybe nothing spectacular, but a lot of good. Only two goals allowed in the two, and he's going to go again tonight. Yeah, I... Again, I almost think you, you have to have experienced at whatever level being in goal to truly appreciate how hard it is when your team plays phenomenal hockey in the first period and a shooter tutor could be in there and then you have to make i'm going to say three critical saves after bastion scored new jersey's goal and then the ones i mentioned at the end of the second period a few real good ones in the third period as well that takes mental toughness that takes doing the things that you need to do physically when you're not in the flow of the game along with the mental complement to stay in the game the other thing i want to just quickly mention um second period, Michael McLeod who played very well at him comes in, he's not pushed major contact with Freddie Anderson I'm very happy that Freddie got through that healthy I I do want to see goaltenders protected but I did, most importantly for this series that could have rattled Freddie Anderson and it didn't, because there was some significant contact there, the Devils I'm sure, unless it's police, they're going to try to get to the front of the net Uh, 
I'm totally confident in Antsy Ranta. Why shouldn't we be? But I would love a situation where when you and I are talking before Game 3 Sunday afternoon in New Jersey that it still is Freddie Anderson's net because that will mean that he's he and his teammates have built off their last two wins. I chose William Peace because of the personalized education it offers, which allows students to truly know their professors. It's really possible to make genuine connections with your professors and learn intentionally here and dive deep into what you're passionate about. A 12 to 1 student to faculty ratio is just one of the many reasons students choose William Peace University. Extra attention starts day one for career planning with their Career Services Center. Find out all they have to offer at peace.edu.